here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.4 FM in Durban. Mail and Guardian announced her as one of the 200 young South Africans 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited they called me young, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> for women that always comes as a surprise it doesn't matter what age um you are but i mean uh, th- this must be a great deal for you yes um it it's very humbling um of course if if no one knows who this voice is my name is angel can we were going to get there <laughs> <laughs> well you know no it's, it's it's crazy because i picked up a comedy microphone seven years ago wow i live with Sivangezi and mm-hmm. he convinced me to start stand up and on my seven-year anniversary male and guardian released the list and it was just the most humbling profound day. I can day imagine. Because I thought and they also say every seven years all your cells have regenerated. Yeah. So every single cell in my body now is a comedy cell. <laughs> <laughs> but help me understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, the name is Angel Kempi. Yes. And then she goes and puts together Devil's Advocate. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, because everyone's always my whole life is my real name, and they've always been like angel. Oh, are they expecting an angel? And I'm like, you know, Lucifer (laughs) was once an angel too. (laughs) And so, yes, that sort of my first show was called Yes, Really Angel, and now I'm a more evolved comedian, and I was like, actually, I'm the devil's advocate. So, so this um, was uh, is directed by um, Tara Nokat. Tara Nokat, uh, yeah. How, what is it like working with uh, Tara? Oh, Tara Nokat, as people may know, is an award-winning, amazing director, yeah. and she's really, yeah. really great because she knows that the comedians. She's also directed Rob Van Furen and Phil DeLange, who are at this festival, and she knows we can be funny, and that's mm. not what she's worried about. She's looking for the narrative structure. So she'll look at my show and say, you know, in the beginning when you were talking about Nigeria, you know the end you should say this and you yeah. should say that and so she puts this beautiful narrative together and uh, people have noticed which has been great <laughs> after the shows they're like yo when you said that thing at the end and I'm like Tara just whatsapp her thank you director <laughs> uh, sample for us why would be sorry to miss your show oh I'm, 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 that's a very difficult thing to answer <laughs> no, in the short term just imagine a stage mm-hmm. and here you are and and here I am. Well, you know, the thing about white South Africans is that uh, we've recently found out that it wasn't so great for the rest of the country pre-94. <laughs> because, you see, I was 11 when apartheid ended. And nothing really changed for us because it was a very peaceful overthrow. And <laughs> the only thing that changed for me as an 11-year-old was the flag. And that was cool because the old flag was really hard to draw. <laughs> so... Suddenly I got all these crayons and there was a sideways Y and I was like, I don't know who Nelson Mandela is, but I'm a fan. right? So in my show, I start to look a lot at the nuances of the race conversations that we're having now, 20 some years later. Yeah. And how, as white South Africans, we haven't really had to address this before. And, and we put our foots in our mouths quite frequently by saying things where we mean well. And we say things like, well, I'm colorblind. I don't notice your race. <laughs> and you're laughing because you know that's an annoying thing. And also, the only animal that actually is colorblind is a dog. And those things are really racist, okay? <laughs> so we shouldn't be using that as a litmus test. So, dogs are racist. <laughs> they do. They bark. Black people's dogs bark at white people. White people's dogs bark at black. I think dogs wanted to move to Australia. <laughs> Go be dingoes. 
That's my theory. You are funny. <laughs> Thank you. So Devil's Advocate does, it goes on all sorts oh, of the awkward, <laughs> the awkward conversations. I've also traveled a lot, so I talk about being in New York and yeah. the race conversations there. Yeah, yeah. Because we talk about race in this country, which gets annoying for people, but at least we talk about it. Because in America, you can't. So I talk about the faux pas I've done. Because uh, you you say African-American, and they don't have a race called colored there. So don't yeah. say it by yeah. mistake. <laughs> colored people. You're like, what? I actually... I accidentally did say that backstage. <laughs> you were colorblind, Jim. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you making a callback. <laughs> and I, I mean, what are some of the, because every comedian that we've had on this show mm-hmm. um, will have a moment with Trevor Noah. Yes. <laughs> so actually on my flyer, it says, I've heard of you, Trevor Noah, because my only moment with Trevor, he came to a comedy show a few years ago, hanging with the comics. And I was like, oh, that's Trevor Noah. Please introduce me. Yeah. And just be cool, be cool, be cool. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like, so then the comics bring me over and they're like, yo, Trevor, this is Angel. And that's all they introduced. And I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm also a comedian. And then he went, yes, I've heard of you. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> So now I've put it on my post list. The only thing he's ever said to me in my life. <laughs> but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if he ever finds out I did that, then he has heard of me. So. Yes. <laughs> and I go. guess this is all that led to a SAFTA. What did that feel well, like? Well, yes, winning a SAFTA is actually... Because I, I work with comics and then I started writing for Puppet Nations on uh-huh. news. With uh, both worlds down in Cape Town. Oh. My microphone went weird. <laughs> it did. It did too. Uh, uh, so thank you for picking that up. Because um, immediately we're back. Oh, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> little interval brought to you by an advertiser that did not pay. So we didn't pay it. So anyway, as I said, so I write for Zion News Puppet Nation. And you might be familiar with it. With the We've got the caricatures of all the politicians. And that's been amazing. And we've been nominated for Best Writer for years. But we've wow, never won. won yeah. We've always said, yeah, it's because we're too political. They'll never mm. give it to us. So this year, they announced us as the winners. And we really hadn't expected because we're used to going there and just politely losing and uh, <laughs> we had no idea what to even say on that stage yeah. and it was so surreal and uh, yeah who knew that I would get to to get us after from all this nonsense. In a way you've already I mean given this away um, but w- w- where do you find your material? Well yes I look I like to look very introspectively because it, as much as it's a complicated race debate within South Africa I think a lot of people get very offended. We need to laugh at ourselves. We do, yeah. but it's safer when I start to tell you from my personal perspective. That's it. Because um, it's your story. It's no my one can story. Critique and, that. and I have quite a unique story in that my father was married five times and his last wife was a Zulu lady. So I've had a Zulu stepmother and um, she inherited I my dad's what house. what that would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Upinki. And uh, Pinky Mseleku was my stepmother. Shame she's she's passed away, as, mm. as has my dad now. But um, he was much older. He was 30 years older than my mother, my father. Ooh. So all of these <laughs> elements have made it into my devil's advocate story and, and how bizarre my father's funeral was with the Zulu side of the family oh and the Mlungu side of the family. Oh, my goodness. And then my dad was cremated and scattered in the ocean by mm. the Zulu stepmother who didn't know what to do. What does this mean? <laughs> Did she even wear? morning clothes she went in full dressed wearing a most expensive you. wig and the waves you took go her gold. out no she lost that wig <laughs> <laughs> she came out just with a little stocking with a quality on top <laughs> oh, 
but it was a true story. It happened when I was 16. And so I take that and I get to, to laugh about it now. And I'm sure both of them, wherever they are as ancestors. How do we connect with you? <laughs> Well, um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I'm Yes Really Angel. Oh, you are so funny. Oh, thank you. She really is an angel. <laughs> the fallen kind. <laughs> Whew, yeah, ne, I have laughed. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much you for so the laughter moment. And that's what we look forward to every end of the day. And as we conclude, as our person of the day today, Kebile uh, Natasha Likuleni, who picked up a, a 10-year-old um, at a um, taxi rank who was lost. I mean, who puts a 10-year-old into a taxi and says, go look for your mom mm. in Jobek? Thank you, Kabile, for thinking outside the envelope and just helping that child out. She has been since taken to the police station and hopefully we will be connected with family soon. Thank you so much uh, to the team. Thanks to Angel. Thank you very much, uh, Angel Kempi. You are hello. Hilarious. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and thank you to the team. The home run is coming up next with Sir Ernest Pile. And thanks to Lesejo Mangwanyani, Tabelom Papudi, Sasha Polki, Kahisho Butloku, Samke Lomkleje. Thank you so, so much. And here's Jualani Tulo with the news.